What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the T- motherfucking R. The Renderos Brothers, motherfuckers. T-R-B. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That works. I was saying, I thought it was RDB. Rebelde. No, yeah, it's with an L and a B and a D and a. I forget that fucking Spanish show because I never watched it, but I remember fucking seeing it. I had no idea it was even a show. I thought it was a. thought it was a band. Atrévete, te, 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 te. Maybe it was a fucking. Was that them? Maybe. No, that was. No, Atrévete was Calle 3. Calle 3. Calle 3. Parece. Yeah, it is. Uh, anyways, guys, welcome. Today we're going to skip all that fucking news, all that fucking shit. We're still going to do the beer of the week. Fucking A. Uh, and then uh, we're going to talk Squid Games, The Guilty, and the last episode, it looks like the last episode, of What, what if. if. Thank you for joining us. All right, gang, hope the week is treating you guys like a motherfucking sweet-ass crepe, baby. Deliciously made and fucking melting your mouth. <laughs> a sweet-ass <laughs> crepe. What the fuck? I have no idea, dude. I'm just trying to try different shit. <laughs> crepe gang, motherfuckers. Crepe gang. What's up, crepe, crepe? Get your strawberries on. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, anyways. Get your strawberries uh, frosted. So this week, um, I- I've been working a new job, y'all. Uh, it's fucking going horribly, <laughs> horribly wrong. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, but he's in chipper, chipper spirit, seems like, because he's no longer at the place he used to be. That's right. Um, torturous, even when I would just hear stories. Yeah, but, um, so we're going to skip the news this week, and we're going to start off with the fucking show, What If. Uh, it's back with another episode. Hold up, though. Well, we're going to oh. fucking do the goddamn beer of the fucking week, That's man. right. I forgot about the beer of the week. I'm trying to get got... my drink on while we fucking pod <laughs> out, yo. Pod out, baby. Pod out with this beer out. Yes, know. right. We got fucking New Belgium's Voodoo Ranger Juicy Haze IPA. Juicy. is a juicy one, man. Uh, juicy. We got a 7.5. And let's see what they got. This is a packed with bright tropical aromas and brilliant citrusy flavors. This unfiltered IPA wraps up with a pleasantly smooth finish. Can I tell you, I've never actually had their Voodoo Ranger IPA. Oh, that's fucking delicious. Is it? This one seems more chunky, though. I see chunks in it, so I know it's, I know it's a different type of IPA than what the Voodoo Ranger is. This is the Voodoo Ranger, but this is a, a haze one. Uh, uh, juicy, juicy, so it's haze, like the yeah. tropical shit they yeah, were so talking it's about chunky, earlier. Yeah, it's chunky in the fucking... Unfiltered. You see all the fucking pieces in there. Unfiltered, so yeah. yeah. In the light, you can see it all. Let me get Just my motherfucking pour in. Pour my cup in. Just give it the light. Um, but yeah, so uh, the beer of the week right here, We uh, I can't smell anything. No, actually, you know what? It smells, it actually smells floral. Yeah, floral I was going to say it smells fucking, oops. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> uh, it has a lot, a lot of like floral scents to it. And it's almost like a pineapple-y color. Yeah. I didn't expect that. I thought it was going to be more like orangey and shit. I think it was going to be yellow. Giving it a shot here. Actually, it has a real, real tropical finish. Very pineapple-y. Yeah. Uh, with a little, okay. like, orange. It's, it's got, like, a weird... Uh, a weird... Weird. It's a citrusy. Citrusy, yeah. It's definitely citrusy, for sure. It's nice, actually. It's pretty good. Let me, I would, let me, I, let me give this shit a taste. Yeah. <laughs> That's fucking smooth, man. Yeah, it is. It's real it's smooth. It's really smooth. Wow. I mean, it's for really a com- good. You can taste the, the hops in it. It's super faint, super light. It's more of a crisp, like just smooth. Yeah, it's a real smooth IPA. It's IPA. Very, yeah. very, like almost hopless, but it's got the hops yeah, in it there. Does ha- it does have it, but it's it super have it. fucking faint, but it's fucking so smooth. And I like um, the Voodoo Ranger. I usually fuck with that, but. 
I had never had this before. I bought a little 12-pack. I uh, had four different little flavors in there. So we'll be trying a few in the coming weeks. Okay, nice. That's actually not a bad a bad drink at all. Like, I definitely I definitely would fuck with that. Oh, yeah. Oh, I yeah. fuck with you, Voodoo Ranger, That's Juicy right. Haze. That new Belgian. Uh, that new Belgian shit. Belgium. Uh, speaking of new, uh, we got that what if the Watcher broke his oath. The Watcher gathers heroes from across the multiverse for one final battle against Ultra Vision. Ultra, Ultra Vision, yeah. Um, you know, uh, honestly, so this is the episode left off from the penultimate of last week's episode where the Watcher got his ass kicked and went into hiding with fucking Doctor Strange. Yeah. In the, in the crystal dome that... Uh, Doctor Strange created for himself. A little strange for a little change. And honestly, this episode uh, kind of irritated me a bit uh, because it felt too, hey, we're the Avengers, except we're no, we're the guardians of the fucking universe. Yeah. Of the multiverse. But this felt very Avengers-esque. Like, yeah, I agree. Uh, we're teaming up and, and fucking taking down the, ba- the baddie, which I don't have a problem with. But mm-hmm. if the Watcher was fighting against Ultron, I would have liked him to still partake in the fight now instead of, uh, you know... Allowing of, them to, to, to handle it all? Yeah, allowing them to handle it all and then having uh, Killmonger and Ultron get stuck in a fucking tinier uh, Doctor Strange crystal of doom. Yeah. Uh, you know, to be guarded by Doctor Strange to make up for his fuck-up. And, um, you know, it, it was nice to see Natasha Romanoff go to a different universe where she actually met new Avengers. And they're like... You're not my Avenger, but I'll take you. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I, but overall, the episode frustrated me uh, because it was just too, too. The, it was too Avengery. That's like you're saying. It, it, uh, it reminded me of clearly like the other, the older films, but it was cool. It wasn't the worst. It, no, it wasn't the worst. I mean, clearly the worst, the worst the episode episodes. was Thor partying. Yeah. And I will say the worst part of this episode was Thor. Thor's scenes felt forced. He was unfunny. They need to use that Chris Hemsworth they one need, way or another. Yeah. They're like, we got that Chris Hemsworth money right now, so uh, yeah. we need to spend it properly. People are going to come to us just for his voice. Yeah. And I was like, no, no, we're not. <laughs> are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> Viva Las Vegas. I'm like, fuck you. I've fuck never heard you. that. Yeah, I've never heard that. Was it? Uh, yeah. Uh, Ultron was like, I've never heard that phrase before. I'm yeah. like, yeah, well, <laughs> welcome to our universe. We got a bunch of fucking losers. Yeah. Love Vegas. Fucking pathetic. Fucking Vegas is cool, but I don't know about Vegas. that whole fucking... Uh, uh, Fuck uh, Vegas. Nah, the Vegas sea of is fucking cool. STDs. The fucking, the fucking <laughs> lame ass. Uh, hey, you, you gotta let people fucking have their fun, dude. You gotta let them get their fix. I just want my boy to make his money. That's all I want. I don't give a fuck nah, about Vegas. Nah, fuck a Elvis. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's why he says Yo, that. But that's that the reason he says Viva. That's why he says it in that, yeah. in that way. Because yeah, no. that fucking dumb fuck fucking made it popular to dude, say Elvis, it that way. Elvis never wrote a song in his life. None of his songs were written by him at all. He was just a performer. And he was well, just okay at that. Yeah. But whatever. If um, I, yeah, you know to play five strings. What would you give the episode? Give me five chords on a guitar. Guitar. A guitar. Um, I would give the episode a sixer. I'd give it a sixer. Yeah. Uh, overall, I'd give the series a seven. Okay. Uh, I overall, thought, I'd give it, yeah, I'd give it a fucking... Uh, I'd give it a six, man. Fuck that. Not enough strong episodes. Yeah, I there's a few just, episodes I'm not going to... I definitely probably won't go back to most of them. I won't go back to what if. Yeah. Um, honestly, like, you really had to nail the last few episodes to to do justice for the whole thing, and I felt that they were too wild. Like at the end, like it was the Thor shit, and then the Watcher well, stuff. The, wedge, the Watcher episode was strong. You keep telling people to stay wild, fool. Stay, 
Stay wild. Um, expect some wild episodes. But yeah, uh, honestly, for me, it was just not a fucking thing, and I probably won't go back to what if. Um, I, if it comes back next season, I don't even know if I I'd watch it. Um, continue. It was not that impressive. Um, okay. But I mean, like, and I'm you know I think everybody can agree that we are Marvel shills here. We love Marvel. Uh, but yeah, but not not for me. Uh, I'd give it a seven, and we'll see if it, come, if it comes back for another season. I'm sure it will. There's a lot of money to be made off of that. And then we've got The Guilty. Uh, a demoted police officer assigned to a call dispatch desk is conflicted when he receives an emergency phone call from a kidnapped woman. Starring Jake Gyllenhaal, Riley uh, Keough as Emily, Peter Sarsgaard, Sarsgaard, Sarsgaard. as Henry Fisher, uh, Christina Vidal as... Uh, Denise Wade, the sergeant in the 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 nine one one dispatch center, yeah, and uh, you had Ethan Hawke as Sergeant Bill Miller. Um, yeah, this movie was directed by Anton Fuqua, 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 who did the Magnificent Seven, The Equalizer, Southpaw, Brooklyn's Finest. Um, you know he's he's a fine director. Um, definitely this movie did not have a budget at all in terms of like being able to do something more exciting because this movie feels we've seen this in a form or another. I yeah. think the best film to do a kind of one location setting with a mystery is Phone Booth. I mean, like in terms of like modern time storytelling. Phone Booth with Colin Farrell? Yeah, I think like, in terms of that storytelling. Well, Colin like, Farrell is it Colin Farrell? Yeah, it's Colin Farrell and um, uh, Mr. 24 himself. Kiefer Sutherland. Oh, Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah, but I mean, like, in terms of, like, mainstream films that have been made with... How's the rice, Michael? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, this movie was incredibly boring. I mean, wouldn't you agree? Like, what are your thoughts? I fucking fell asleep, dude. <laughs> that shit was fucking trash. Yeah, I just... A trash of a film. I'm not gonna lie. Jake Gyllenhaal, he, he was looking for that paycheck. Yeah, I mean, good for him. He got that paycheck. And he's yeah. a great actor. He's a fantastic actor. Yeah. Even with the terrible material that he was handed, he still tried to put in a performance where it didn't feel like he was just, like, sleepwalking through it. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. Um, he still put me to sleep, though. The voice acting uh, was pretty good. It felt too clean to be a phone call kind of material. Um... But ultimately, I also was really bored by the film. I didn't care at all for the characters. I didn't care, you know, about anything. Yeah. It, I was like, oh. Like, I was making jokes. I felt really, it felt just fucking lame. Yeah. It, it, had, it had no real substance it, to really take you there. And I think it really goes that way because Jake Gyllenhaal's character... In the beginning of the film, he doesn't show you much because he's going through that frustration and everything. So he yeah. doesn't give a fuck about anything. So he puts you in that mode already. You're like, I don't give a fuck about what's going on. Like, yeah, he's even, already kind of... all of a sudden you care about something, I don't care. Yeah, he's a, he's a jerk off and I don't give a fuck about him. Yeah, and so exactly. therefore, why should I give a shit about yeah. him shooting some 19-year-old kid and his involvement with this fucking family drama that's happening? Yeah. Boring. Good thing whack. you went to jail, you motherfucker. <laughs> uh, what would you give it? I would give it a fucking... Uh, maybe... A three? A three? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give it a four. Uh, yeah. just if you want to go to sleep, you want to really take a good nap, put this on. Yeah, uh, honestly. You'll it, crash out. Not worth it. But we're going to talk about, like, the biggest fucking thing that everybody's been talking about on the internet. Oh, yeah. Um, Squid Game. That motherfucking Squid Game. Um, so we're, what we're going to do with Squid Game is we are going to go through episode by episode and uh, talk about it. Talk about, like, some we'll of our feelings. We'll try to be quick feelings. about it, though. We'll try to be quick about it. But, again, this is a... Podcast, and so therefore, you know, we will be 
discussing a lot of the stuff that's going on. So if you uh, haven't it, seen it, uh, it's on Netflix. It's gonna be this is gonna be spoiler heavy right now. It's gonna be spoiler heavy as fuck. Uh, the series was directed by Dong Hyuk Hong, uh, Huang actually, and also written by him. Uh, he had been pitching it around for about a decade and constantly getting rejected. And eventually, I guess Netflix decided to pick it up, and he had the freedom to kind of do his thing and make magic happen. Um, stars Lee Jung Jae as uh, the lead character of uh, Seong Ji Ho. Uh, you got Greg um, Greg Chung as the voice actor for the character on the English language, and then you have uh, Stephen Fu as Sang Woo, uh, Tom Choi as frontman, um, and you have uh, Jung. Hyun as Kang Sai Biok. And then uh, the front man is played by Lee Byung Hoon. Um, and uh, just it's a it's a massive cast. And so um, we'll, we'll go through everything as we go. The first episode starts off. It's called Red Light, Green Light. We meet our main protagonist, Seong Ji Hu, who is a gambler and in tons of debt, learns that his daughter will be leaving the country with his ex-wife and her stepfather to America. Uh, before all this, he meets a man who tempts him with money in the subway um and you know obviously like it's a game where you flip over paper so one has a blue uh square shaped folded paper the other one has a red one and the objective of the game is to flip over like pogs yeah and for every pog that he flips the man will pay him a hundred and hopefully you know what pogs are oh sorry for uh you uh young kids pogs was a game where you had Circular discs of cool shit, and you had a like a circular discs of cool shit. Yeah, it had like artwork and stuff. Fucking piece of cardboard, like a piece of tiny little cardboard. Cardboard had like a cool little image on it, like a like a like a a fucking traded collectible trading cards. You know, yeah, exactly. Collectible trading pogs. And I I I don't even remember the game because I would just use a slammer. You use a slammer, which was a heavier like metal. Or, or alloy, me, aluminum type of, yeah, heavier plastic. You'd slam it onto them and try to get it to flip. Yeah, and so, and you, you know. You scoop up all them So this, this game is basically like that. And uh, so, yeah, Ji-Hoon is such a fucking fuck-up that he puts himself in some massive debt. We're talking about, like, he owes the bank, like, 250000 American dollars or, um, you know, $6 million won, um in, in the won, show. Yeah. Won. And, um, yeah, so he meets this mysterious man. They play for money, and he is failing, constantly getting slapped because for every time that he fails to flip over or the guy flips over his cards, he owes him 100 grand. Yeah. And so, you know, as he's winning, he's like, I will take off 100 grand, but you got to let me slap you like a bitch. Uh, and Ji Hoon is so desperate. He's like, yeah, let's do this. And he gets smacked. Slap me down. Slap me down, daddy. Call me shilly. <laughs> and uh, ultimately... Uh, he earns some money and is given a card with a number. And it turns out it's a game. And the first game is, as the title of the episode, Red Light, Green Light. Yeah. You know, it's where you line up on a tree or on a wall and you, you know, try to catch people during the red light period. And uh, he meets an old man who's like super gung-ho and ready to play. Uh, and he meets a woman in the episode who pickpockets him in yeah. the beginning of the episode. And uh, he finds his old friend, Sang Wu, uh, who he thought was doing fantastic, was a businessman, was highly renowned in their small town. Yeah, because he went to a he went to a crazy school, and, and since he's from a small town, it's like this is like a dec- this is like a, a decorated individual. This is the decorated soldier of yeah, fucking that, that, um, that came out of their came out of their hood. You know, this is the one guy that made it out. 
Yeah, and so what happens is that you our, know, we, our our William Hung. <laughs> <laughs> Psych. Uh, William Hung. Uh, may 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 you be out she there. She bang. She bang. Oh, dude, that fool's making. He's made a lot of money, man. Yeah, I, fucking. I, I, he, that fool was a genius, though. That fool was a smart motherfucker. Uh, he made a shit ton more money, uh, not from that trash music that he sang. No, I mean, no, but he, but he uh, made himself famous. So he made himself famous, and he's doing whatever he wanted yeah, to get do. Get back apparently. to the episode. Yeah, but anyways, gives a fuck about William Hung. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> you know, they play this game, and you see somebody get shot and killed, and people freak out, and they're getting lit up like it's fucking Christmas Eve, like all the lights are on and shit. Um, ultimately, like, you know, Ji Hoong survives and you find out this game is serious. Uh, episode two is hell. Uh, the survivors basically decide, you know what? We don't want to play this game anymore. Yeah. So they have a, 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 a tie breaking vote and it lands on the old man who in the previous episode admitted that he had brain, a uh, brain tumor. And you think, you know, because you have his brain tumor that he's in a vote to keep playing the game. Yeah. But he actually surprises everybody and votes to go home. Uh, the survivors get home, and you see just how bad everyone's predicaments are. You know, Ji Hoon um, tries to do the right thing, goes to the police to try to warn them about what's happening, and they don't fucking believe him because he just comes off like a crazy dude. Yeah, that's episode two when he's doing episode all that. Episode two, yeah, and um, uh, which is called Hell. Uh, you know, he gives them the card that they gave him in the first episode. They call it, and sure enough, it's somebody else has no idea who these people are. Why are they calling? Leave them alone. Um, you know, so he goes back home, finds his mother to be gone. It turns out she has diabetes and like her feet are probably going to be chopped off. Yeah. Um, Sangwoo is, you know, spying on his mom and doesn't want to face her because of the massive debt because he not only has massive debt, he has also made some really bad business dealings, uh, that he's caused by scamming his clients and using his mom's properties as collateral. Um, you very know. common common type of individual out there that, yeah. that does that kind of dumb shit. You know, and so, um, yeah, so you see all the pressure of everything. You see Say uh, Biok uh, go visit her brother um, at a, uh, basically, um, uh, uh, an orphanage. Yeah, like uh, an orphanage, you know. like a fucking, like a compound where they're taking care of all these kids and shit. Yeah, and so she goes to go see him and tr trying to tell him, like, don't worry, I'm going to get you out. I'm doing I'm doing my best to get you to to be able to come home and stuff like that. Um, you have Ali, this young man with a family, a, a wife and kid. Uh, he is from India and he is, you know, trying to do the right thing, live in this in in the country of Korea and and make money to pay bills, and it's not going well for him. Um, yeah. Well. So um yeah so you you see where they're coming from, and then um ultimately they decide to go back. To the game, um, but at the same which time, which doesn't really they don't really get into the explanation to 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 really dive into it in a different way. I, they didn't get into why every single person wanted to go back to the game or why it happened so abruptly. Besides, with uh, Sangwoo, yeah, besides our main character, I, I think they were well with our main character and Sangwoo. I think with Ali, you felt like he was on the run because, especially, crushing his boss's hand and stealing the money that you know of money that he's been, you yeah, know, which crushing of the hand was weak. AF. Yeah, but I mean... Just this FX, I'm saying, you know. Yeah, yeah, but but ultimately, like, you know, Ali's, like, struggle is the fact that he's been working to make money for his family, and he hasn't been paid. Yeah. So he does a desperate act of, you know, trying to take this money from the envelope and ends up hurting somebody. He feels bad about it, but he, at the same time, is like, I have money to give to my wife and kids. 
And, you know, he goes home and tells him, like, go back home. Here's the money. You know, I'll, I'll be right behind you. And the desperation of, like, where can I get more money? How can I make my problems disappear, you know, really arises throughout this whole period of time. And I felt like, especially with Sang Woo, they really used it to be like, this is how desperate they are. And he gets a card under the fucking door. He picks yeah. it up and he goes, hey, meet here and we'll do the same thing all over again if you're down. Yeah. And sure enough, um, a lot of them do go back. I think it was 117 of the 126 survivors came back. The rest of them stayed away. Um, and so the games continue. <clears throat> Let the games begin. Uh, you know, episode three then kicks in with the man with the umbrella where the... Oh, I forgot to mention the detective. The detective is now on the hunt. Uh, he followed Ji-Hoon, you know, to the location where they picked him up with a van, follows the van, which, by the way... How long did it take you to figure out that whole shit with his brother? Oh, I knew immediately. I, I knew pretty quick. I forgot when, it, when they mentioned some shit about some records or the fucking... Uh, later All the on. winners or some yeah, shit. Yeah, later and on. I was the, like, oh, this motherfucker is this dude. Yeah, uh, you, you know, uh, spoiler alert. No, no. <laughs> spoiler alert. Yeah, no, we'll get we, to it quick. But, but, you know, but, yeah, that's the thing. Like in episode, uh, what is it, six? No, the brother not is six. not dead. And not the six. Uh, VIPs. No, not even the VIPs. It was actually episode no, five. Was episode five, out. yeah. Episode five, uh, he goes and he learns that, um, yeah, all the records were kept in the, the, the big boss's office, and that's when... His brother won the game, and I was like, "His brother is the front man." Um, to fucking not kind of like skip so fucking no, no, quick. Fuck it, what, which, yeah, what the fuck did you think of the first the couple the first couple games? I think I definitely like the red light, green light, the whole aspect with the with the fucking doll. That yeah. shit was tight. Um, second game was what fucking game again? Uh, the second game was, it was oh the, the sugar cookie. Yeah, I was gonna say the, the cookie. Sh- yeah, the cookie game. Licking um, which, sugar cookie. Yeah, which I thought Sang Woo was a piece of shit, and like I I, I you know. Yeah, they were trying to make him sympathetic with his plight in episode two. And in episode three, you see just how much of a piece of shit he is. Yes. And how willing he is to throw people under the bus. He could have warned Ji-Hoon about the umbrella being the toughest cookie. He knew it was a sugar cookie thing because you had his vision or his memory of them getting sugar cookies in the shape of stuff. Yeah. And with, um, I, I would call her the pickpocket. Uh, 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 what's her name? Oh, my God. Sang, Sang, um... Sambiak or something Sambiak, like that? Sambiak, yeah, Sambiak. Uh, That's off top right there, homie. Saw um, memory. Sambiak. Memoirs. She, you know, was talking about like the smell of sugar and stuff like that. So he put two and two together of what it was. And he still threw one of his childhood friends under the bus. Well, yeah, this fool's, a, this fool's a fucking maggot of a fucking character, you know? And, and that, that's true. When he did that, you knew all not because I... His hesitation, and he just gave, and then he's like, "No, nothing." No, no, never mind. That just shows you, oh no, this this guy's a he's a ruthless motherfucker. Yeah, he is. Um, that's why his clients wanted to fucking hunt him down and beat the shit out of him. Um, that's right. I would have too, just like Jane Simon and Bob did for all those motherfuckers that talk shit about them on MoviePoopShoot.com. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, it actually one eighty-seven out of the tool, uh, the tool one. Yeah. Um, come back. Um, then you have the. Uh, 212, the reason that, uh, you know, Sabiok was able to go up into the ventilation system is because 212 helped her out, and that's when they discovered the sugar cookies. They play the game. Um, Everybody survives, you know, including the old man, and, yeah, so that that was that episode. Um, What happens is that the detective, you know, gets off the ship, and... um, 
kills one of the guards. And um, when he's hiding in the game, another fucking a square, square master of the leaders, triangles are below them, and then the circles are the, the, the bottom lackeys. And so, you know, Huang is wearing a circle mask and uh, a Ju Hon, um, and he, you know, um, he's trying to sneak around, and he's in the fucking sugar cookie game, uh, and gets caught by a square. Luckily, because one of the contestants loses their shit, takes a square guard, gets them killed because square guard takes off his mask. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, the detective is able to take the mask and keep on going, keep on exploring. Episode four is called Stick to the Team. Um, and so it, it shows the episode with the guy being taken behind the scenes. Um, the you don't know who he is. He's got glasses on. And you see that the guards are deleting camera footage. You're like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah. And then, um, you know. Turns out that he's a, a doctor. Mm-hmm. And he's uh, doing these little, like, surgical, taking out, taking out body parts from these uh, bodies that have been, that are almost dead. They're not quite just dead yet. So they're taking, them, taking out the, uh, the organs and then selling them, right? Exactly. And, um... Yeah, it's fucking just get paid, homie. Get them, get them guts. <laughs> yeah, and it, it turns out that these guards are setting up these secret, this secret organ harvesting operation underneath the eye of the front man. Yeah, underneath the eye of everybody there, and and getting away with it. And um, you know, you you eventually find out that the detective has killed. The one of the fucking secret guards that is doing all this, yeah, and, and, and uh, infiltrates their uh, little crew by doing so, yeah, uh, and ultimately gets the upper hand. He, in a sense, but also he gets discovered because of it because he doesn't know all the lingo. He doesn't know where he's supposed to be at certain times after certain things happen, and that ends up getting him caught up. Yeah, and while this is all this is all going on. You have this massive fight inside of the fucking room where they're what all. What the sleeping. fuck was the, also? What the fuck was the third game? The third game was um, that was after they had that big brawl and the they big fucking brawl, the, the mer- big brawl was them that just was, that was the beginning, huh? That was that was the beginning. Uh, that was part of the episode where the yeah. whole fight breaks out, um, and it turns out like you know it was just for them to whittle down the numbers. They yeah to whittle down the week. Yeah to whittle down not even the week, just to agitate people to be able to cause a fight to therefore make the odds of everything even more against like the people. Yeah. You know, like really start turning them against one another. Um, so they survive. Yeah, there's a line where he says they're trying to whittle out the week, though. Um, I think it's the uh, doctor who tells them, like, yeah. they gave less food because they want to whittle out the week. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, a, f- a fight breaks down. It's a- lots of death. It turns out it is not a game, but just part of the plan. Yeah, it's not 100% well done well either in my head. That's after the whole ordeal, everybody's shoes and everybody's all fucked up. They have blood everywhere. You see the main characters like the the Sang Woo and all his crew. Everybody's clean cut. Shoes white is bleach white. And it's like everybody else's shoes are fucking Yo, bloody. Son, they were hitting so hard. They the were blood fucking was spraying away from them. Fuck no. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. I was they like, like ah, they, they, there's many small little things like that throughout the whole uh, show that they didn't pay attention to. It's just small, some simple things. Small little thing. You would you yeah. would have hoped for a little blood splatter. Yeah. What the fuck? Everybody else's fucking shoes are blood splattered. Why the fuck are, are all the good guys? Well, because they're angels. They're fucking 
Their fucking shoes didn't get they're dirty. heavenly. Hey, bro, we, we put that we put that spray so it reflects it it, it, it repels hey, bro, it repels water. Marky Mark, hey, check it out. Um, hey, check it out. <laughs> hey, there's no blood on my shoes. Calvin Klein. These are fucking Jays, bro. These are fucking Jays. Jays are dope. <laughs> <laughs> I was Max Payne, motherfucker. <laughs> I was in the happening. I talked to a plant. Yeah. I was like, no, Mr. Plant, I'm not here to hurt you. I'm scared. I'm not trying to bleed. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but go down to Wahlburgers. Hey, Wahlburgers. <laughs> My brother owns that restaurant. Oh, what? Oh, me's a hungry. Oh. Me's a Jaja Binks. We for bankruptcy. <laughs> no, uh, uh, allegedly. I don't know, actually, if they did or not. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea, honestly. They got a Wahlburgers on Sunsets. So I don't know. Oh, dude. Okay, well, fuck, yeah. fuck if I know. Yeah. Shit, I'm not going to fucking eat no goddamn Wahlburgers. Wal- Wal- I've never Burger. had it. I've never had it. Never heard of it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, anyways, uh, the next game is fucking Tug of War. And, you know, they have the old man. They have, you know, like... But you get fucking biggest, chained to the rope. It's not like a fucking tug, tug of but war. But the old man had a great fucking strategy, you know. And ultimately, like you start seeing them get the upper hand, you're like, I used they're to gonna play as a child. They're gonna we pull, always won. Yeah, they're gonna pull this out, and then all of a sudden, the tables just turned. The guys were able to figure out what they were doing. Yeah, and uh, the opposing team is like pulling them in. And Sangwoo had a great idea of like, hey, if we take three steps forward, we can. Fu- yeah, we can fucking uh, counter counteract their their, their uh, force that's trying to come towards us. They'll, they'll all trip up, and we'll be able to fucking pull them all into the hole. Yeah, and so, they, you know, um, you have who I call 212 for the fucking psychotic, hey, babe, what's up, babe? It's me, Marky Mark. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, you you have her, like, trying to fight against the plan, yeah. and Sangwoo's like, no, fuck it. This is the only way that it's going to work. We got to trip them up, and sure enough, that's how the episode ends. You have them walk, taking the three steps forward, and you're like, Fuck. Yeah, it's it's a very suspenseful episode. Yeah, um, if you were actually watching this on a week to week basis, I think you would have bangers under your fucking belt because they yeah. knew they knew how to end episodes. Yeah, binging it isn't exactly the same. It doesn't no, get the same. It is not. Um, they should they should have been fucking belting. Yeah, because the fucking week. next episode starts. I'm like, all right, I don't give a fuck about them pulling the fucking thing. I want to see them steps. Yeah, and so you know, it opens up with them actually. Taking the three steps and then fucking go, finishing off this tug of war game and, and yeah. winning. Yeah. Um, ultimately, what it reminded me of was the Stephen King book um, of the Dark Tower series. In, at the end of book three, they meet a train, a killer train. And at the end of the story, it ends with Roland of Galeed being like, all right, we're going to fucking play a game of um, word puzzles. Like, I, you know, I, I forget exactly the, the games they're playing. And yeah. that's how the book ends. And you're like, holy shit. This killer train and them. And then I read the fourth book because I bought the whole fucking thing back to back. And in the fourth book, they opened up the thing and were like, all right, blah, blah, blah. And that was it. They won the fucking game. Our heroes survived and they kept on going. You're like, oh, shit, that was it? <laughs> I never heard of it. Oh, my God. The most I read is captions. <laughs> <laughs> you're watching, you're watching uh, the dub, huh, too? Uh, you son yeah. of a bitch! No, yeah, no this subs. This is a subs, all dubs, all dubs. Not dubs house. How fucking dare you? <laughs> How fucking dare it's you? It's dubs all day over here. Uh, episode five is called "The Fair World." America. <laughs> <laughs> Speak English uh, yeah. to me, cause I'm fucking dumb. <laughs> um, so they win tug of war. The doctors continued uh, called to continue harvesting organs, and we already talked about the detective gets wrapped up in shit, and he fucking makes it out. Um, you know, uh, the contestants basically just, 
they're awake and they learn that like the old man has gotten worse overnight. Like as they're like, yeah, because yeah. they're doing a, a lookout, you know. Um, yeah, to stay awake because because uh, they're afraid another fucking breakout's gonna another fight's gonna break out and more people are gonna get uh, dead. So uh, they decide let's uh, stay up in pairs. Yeah, and, and and fucking get through this night. But uh, the old man was feeling a certain way. Yeah, he started and, getting uh, sick, yeah. and um, so um, our main character feels a lot of sympathy for him and and watches over him. And say Biok, she she sits down with him and like. Which you know, also um, we should note, which I think we skipped over is um, the main character and the old man also ran into each other outside of the game. Oh yeah, that's after right. the very first episode, after the very first episode, they run into each other outside of the game at a at a at a restaurant. They tap in to live nearby one another and um it kind of it kind of gives him a bond that no one else has so he's really bonded to this old man when they get back to the game yeah and um, so that's why he's taking care of him and shit yeah and so the next episode yeah and that this episode is actually kind of short not a lot really happens but it gives you more like into the characters and like why they're kind of doing their thing yeah um because i mean there is a great scene when um Deoxu, uh played by uh, paul nakauchi uh, he comes over and he's like, you know, what makes you think that this is going to protect you when we come and attack you at night? Yeah. And uh, Ji-hoon looks at him and is like, you you really trust your boys? Like, what, you think you're really their boss? Yeah. Bunch of backstabbing bastards. Yeah. He's like, you guys backstab. Well, yeah. What makes you think they won't kill you? And that prevents an attack from happening. Yeah. Because uh, that so dude stays up all night like, oh, I need to watch my back now. I need to watch my back. Uh, so yeah, so the the reason the no attack happens is because obviously detective uh, the detective is found out, and the guards rush in and wake everybody up, and that's when you find out that the old man has just gotten worse. Yeah. Overnight, and um, so everyone's lined up as we're going to episode six, which is called Gaguban uh, Gagubu. Actually, um, everyone's lined up. Jihoon looks um, like he's actually learning to not be selfish. It was one of the most impressive things because he felt selfish. Yeah. In the beginning of the show. And as we progress through six episodes, he's really um, stepped up and like really started caring about the people that he's with. Yeah, because he doesn't give a flying fuck about his own daughter in the beginning of the show if you watch it. Uh, yeah, he, yeah, he's just a shitty dad. He's a fucking shitty gambler and everything yeah. like that, as, as you guys are all aware, well aware. Um, they walk into the next game and they find out, they find the hanging bodies of the ones who broke the rules of the game. They yeah. find the doctor... <clears throat> And the guards hanging there. Uh, the telephone rings while the detective is taking photographic evidence. Uh, the game stay on schedule in time for the arrival of the VIPs. Oh, yeah. One thing I, we forgot to mention is this is when he learns that his brother won his game. And then that's when, if you are also keeping track of it, you realize the front man is his brother. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> that's why when they found the, okay, when they later on find the body. And he sees the fucking name badge. He's like, nah, that's not my brother. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he does, he's like, go find that motherfucker. Uh, so everyone's lined up again, like we said. Um, yeah, the phone rings while the detective is taking photographic evidence. Uh, the games are on schedule for the arrival of VIPs. Um, yeah, you don't even know what the VIPs are yeah. there for, but they arrive. Yeah, I thought they were going to be like other contestants, like winners of past games and stuff like that. And like they were maybe going to go head to head. But no, it turns out it's not that. I at thought all. it was gonna be like them trying to hunt these fools down or like be like extra bosses for these levels that they're going through. But oh no. yeah, but nope, nothing like that at all. Uh, Ji Hu tries to ask Sang Wu, um, to be his partner during the next game because they're told it's gonna be played in teams of two. Yeah, so you um, give them ten minutes to pick their, their teammate, and then you gotta get ready for the fucking game. 
Yeah, and a lot of the dudes obviously skip over women because Korea and the rest of the world is really sexist as fuck. Um, you know, and so the men are starting to think like men would think and be like, I'm not picking a girl because that's going to be my team weak. And it turns out this game is not really that. It's a, mar- it's a game of marbles. Yeah. Um, but whilst, you know, Ji-hoon is trying to ask Sang-woo to be his partner, Sang-woo picks Ali. Um, the old man gives Ji-hoon his jacket, uh, basically saying like, here, here, put on this jacket because people will look at you like you're weak. Yeah. Because you gave me your jacket to cover up my pee-stained pants. Uh, so there are now 39 players, and they don't know, and they feel like if they don't team up with somebody, the one left behind might get killed. Um, and ultimately, Ji-hoo meets this dude who's telling him, like, I'm a math teacher. I teach math. I'm science, son. Like, yeah. You want to be with me? You got to fucking do math. You want to know what three, but the three plus three? <laughs> hey, tell me what A squared plus B squared equals C squared is, son. And <laughs> I can tell you right now, it equals a different language. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and um, when, you know, when he tells him, like, yo, somebody's going to get killed, uh, Jihoo goes back and picks the old man. Uh, number 212 is the one who actually gets left without a partner. And the yeah. guards take her away. And you think she's they're going to kill axe. her. Yeah, but I knew, she, I knew she wasn't going to die because she needs her revenge against Dio Suk. Yeah. Uh, Dio Suk. Dio Sue, my goodness, I am bad. Duck Sue, yeah, basically. That's I'm just yeah, 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 that's pronouncing it the way that they were. The the dubs did. Yeah. Shut the fuck. <laughs> uh, so yeah, they're handed marbles and they are basically told like, hey, you have 30 minutes to win all the marbles from your team. Yeah. And uh, that's it. That's the name of the game. Um, you know, the woman who had joined them in, in tug of war, the nihilistic, there is no god character um meets up with um you know she teams up with Seo uh Seo Byuk um and you know they're talking about their life she's like you know let's just play one game at the end no fucking deal with it and you find out that the reason she's so anti-religious is because her father the pastor uh killed her mother and uh abused her yeah and so she finally got revenge and killed her father. She has nothing. She has nobody to live for anymore. She's just her on her own. Yeah. And, you know, she listened to um, Seo Byuk talk about her escape from North Korea. And, you know, you really kind of feel for these characters. And at the end of their their game, you know, um, uh, was her name uh, Mi Niu? No, that was, um, that was 212. Um, but anyways, um, the the young girl throws the game. The young woman throws the game. Yeah, and allows uh, Say Biok to win. And Ali gets betrayed by Sang Woo. He swaps the marbles because right they have to win the marbles without violence. Yeah. Um, the one person that I thought maybe he'll maybe he'll die was uh, Diok Su because. Um, you know, he was losing the Marvel game. Yeah. And he asked the no, guard. I kind of knew that he was going to come back. I, I thought, I thought that end, was too early. I thought it was too early to get rid of the, the most uh, well, vile character. The most vile character? Yeah. Um, that sex scene, though, she fucking popped out cigarettes from her pussy and was like, light up, soldier. Uh. <laughs> yeah. That was before that. No, no I know. I'm fucking around. I was yeah. like, <laughs> smoke them if you got them. <laughs> 
But um, yeah. So <laughs> I gotta get my fix. My I, neck is itching. I did like Dioc Sue's game and how it went because, like, when he threw his last marble and failed to get it in the hole, you're like, ah, oh, this motherfucker's gonna hit it in for him. But what a nice little fucking kind of like try to throw you off moment it was. Yeah. And uh, anyways, he wins the game, and the dude gets killed. Um, you know, the old man. Uh, he's beating Jihu. Yeah, and then he starts to pretend that uh, just get, get yeah. to fucking get to make this a little bit quicker. And he starts to pretend that he fucking doesn't know that Jihu, whoever the fuck, Jihu. Is, yeah, is uh, is uh, playing him for a sucker because he's pretending that he doesn't remember. And ultimately, he gives Jihu his fucking. Yeah, uh, gives him his, all of them. Uh, gives him his 19, last marble. Gives him nine marbles, except for the last one. The last one, and ultimately, like says, you know, we're we're supposed to be partners, we're friends. We yeah, our, we share everything. And Here's, then he gives it to him. Yeah. And then you hear the gun go off, and you find out the old man's name is O Ilman. And you know he got dead. He got dead. Uh, episode seven is called VIPs. Uh, basically, they're they're looking for the detective. Um, you know, as the VIPs yeah, throughout make the episode, yeah, they're looking for the detective. The VIPs show up, but the VIPs are kind of useless in a sense for me because they don't add anything to the story. Besides they don't the fact besides the fact that they're the ones that kind of uh, pay to watch this game go on. Yeah, and then well, I think it also gives the reason why the game exists in the first place, yeah. right? And so it's fine, but it feels like wasted time. Yeah, it, it does. It does because they could have done it in, in a in a better way. Yeah, and the cop gets a server's outfit and like, or um, even if they wanted to continue season two, they could have stretched it out to that. But that's mindful thinking. Yeah, but um, yeah. So the detective gets a uh, server's outfit and he's in the VIP area and he yeah. just basically listens to them having a conversation, all while the yeah, fifth he's game. To un- yeah, he's trying to unravel everything. Yeah, and then the fifth game is basically they're crossing a glass bridge with sixteen vests that will pick the order that you go in. Yeah. And, um, yeah, this one guy who's like, I want control over my life. Let me have the first vest uh, because there's only the first vest and the 16th vest left. And Jihu lets him have it. He grabs the 16th vest. And sure enough, best decision that could have ever happened. Another here. another, another small mistake that they made with the show. Um, the last and first guys were the last ones to get their vests, of course, with Jihu. And um, the machine midway, tell the, the automated person tells them, or, you know, the person on the speaker says, the order that you get your things is the order you're going to be going in. Yeah. So the first guy that ends up getting that, that ends up saying, oh, let me pick my own fate, he already knew that. So then when the game starts, he asks the same fucking question to the fucking guard. Yeah. So it's like, this motherfucker already knew that shit. So the the writing wasn't done well. well from or, what, or somebody didn't catch that because it's the, like, the, what the fuck's the purpose of the, saying that to the same exact character that already knew what the fuck was going on? Well, the criticism is for Netflix for this season is that the translations were bad and the dubs were bad. Like, people are, are really... Okay. Yeah, that they... There's a moment in the game, apparently, where um, uh, 212 says, I I may not be the smartest, but I know how to get things done or something like that, when ultimately she, in, in, in actual Korean, she's saying, I'm not a genius, but I haven't had... I'm actually a genius, but I haven't had time to study. Oh, so, okay. like, some of, the, some, of the, some of the terminology was changed and edited to fit more of, like the American sake of understanding shit instead okay. of actually being more clever. Like they're like, there's sometimes where you're missing empire entire points. The show is making because the translations are so off. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I, I can imagine that in Korean, it probably was something else that they translated really fucking poorly. Yeah, you know, Americans are fucking stupid. So <laughs> it doesn't surprise me that they, they want us fucking dumb us down even more. Um, and fucking so, assholes. yeah. So they go through this glass challenge 
it, it's fucking tense. And then finally, 212 gets her fucking revenge on Deoksu. When he refuses to move forward, she tells him, like, I'm going to go then. And he's like, you're going to go? And she goes, yeah, I'm going to go. And then, psych, bitch, fucking bear hugs. I him. got you, motherfucker. Like, I got you. Now give me your baby. Hurrah! Gotcha, bitch. <laughs> your baby of death. Oprah? Um, gotcha, bitch. <laughs> Um, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, so they ultimately make it across the bridge. Um, the detective makes his escape. Yeah, the last Doesn't three. Realize he's being tracked. The three last make it. Sangwu, Sangwu, Jing, and Jing, and Jing Hu, Ji Hoon. Yeah, and um, you find out that you can tell that Siong Biok took um, a glass a shard to the shard fucking to yeah the, to, to something. Yeah. Um, so the next episode starts. She's uh, uh they put him in. They they kind of like celebrate them because of the last three. So they put him in a room, and then you find out that she got stabbed by a, cre- by a big old piece of big glass, piece which was kind of fucking goddamn ridiculous that you couldn't see it before. It was a fucking huge fucking you know what I shard liked? of glass. You know what I would have liked? I would have liked for her to be holding her belly, and then when she moves her hand, it sunk in enough and have her yeah. pull out a larger yeah. shard. Like, the shard was better. like 12 feet long, pretty it was, much. It was a fucking yardstick of yeah, glass. Yeah, it was ridiculously fucking long. Okay, Yo, how, how many inches fucking, of that glass you got? Yeah, how did not anybody see that? How did the whole guards and nobody saw that? Well, the guards don't care. Yeah, no, but still, yeah, uh, how, even if you even if you didn't care, that's clearly visible. It's two hey, fucking feet. Hey, can you see yourself in this glass? Yeah, no, because it's see through. If you twist it, it it's doesn't stop bleeding. Yeah, <laughs> um, so you see them, uh, and they put them in in that room with not with the, they feed them, and then they lead they pull they all the, the food and they leave the knives, that single knives. Yeah, so they're hoping they're gonna kill each other off. Yeah, which uh, uh, Sang Wu successfully does because of a little a little. Uh, Transgression that happens when fucking Ji Hoon when Ji tries, like, tries to kill him, and then he he looks back and he's like, and the girl's dying. Yeah, and she's like, don't don't even waste yourself with him because that's not who you really are. Yeah, um, which I thought was a really good reminder because like now the desperation has set in, and ultimately his moment of weakness was he still trusted Sang Woo to not do the vile thing that he he did, which is kill her, like yeah. try to get her help, like let's let's win this game, let's win this game right. Yeah, and he kills her, and sure enough, um, we find uh, that we are now approaching the last yeah, game. The last, yeah, last um, game, and it's between you know friends turned enemies, really, and by Sang Woo's making. Like, there's nobody else who's responsible for like this vile, disgusting act. Yeah, of course. Than Sang Woo, because I think um, Ji Hoon was like, if the two of us play, we can win against him. Which I think he was gonna throw the game. And be like, me and you should just say we quit. We're the majority. Yeah, we exactly. Can end this game. Yeah. So Sangu knew that was gonna that could that happen, he and he's happened. like, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta ice one of them. Yep. And I'm not gonna ice the dude because I'm a fucking punk motherfucker. I'm gonna ice the woman. Yeah, she's already hurt. He's going for the easy kills yeah. always. Like it's like the lion, the fucking, uh, uh, you know, the in the safari and shit. That w- wounded gazelle that's not fucking paying attention, and motherfuckers like, hell yeah, yeah, fucking snack time, easy pickings, easy pickings. Meets back on the menu, boys. Yeah. Um, and so some fuck. It happens real quick. He kills her, and the dude, the uh, Jin Hu, fucking sees how how uh, it happened. He goes crazy practically because oh, yeah, that was that's when Ji that's Hoon. really kind of when he loses all his shit. Ji Hoon loses, his and he's shit. like, I'm 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 gonna win this shit. You ain't gonna fucking win. Yeah, and uh, you know the game fucking starts. The last game is the titled Squid Game. Uh, Ji Hoon picks up some dust, temporarily blinds Sang Wu, and crosses as a secret inspector. It starts to rain. You start thinking to yourself, like, are we going to have a Matrix Revolution type fight here? Motherfucking Agent Smith and fucking Neo flying through the air. Yeah. And, you know, you're like, this is some real bad Dragon Ball Z, but I love it. Um, 
It was okay. The battle was like whatever. Yeah, it was just. Uh, it was just. A, I wanted uh, it to just. All right, hurry the fuck up and kill each other, motherfuckers. It was just a knuckle drag out fight, yeah. and um, you know, Sang Wu gets. But of the course, upper also hand. we did, you also didn't explain that in the very first episode that the show opens up with them explaining this whole Squid Game as kids, which Jin Hu played as a child. Yeah. So he fucking he's a pro. And at Sang the fucking Wu also game. knows the game. Yes. And um, ultimately, like. But know, Jin Hu, Jin Hu, the fuck would Jin, always say that Jin-Hun. that. He'd always win, yeah, because he knew how to play the game properly. Play, yeah. So when they put him in that game, you could see the confidence even build up more in him because he was already here. He lost his shit, and then they tell him, "Oh, it's gonna be Squid Game." He's like, "I'm a fucking G. I got this. It's all day." Uh, the of biggest- course, it's a struggle in the fight they're going through because uh, Song Wu is a lot of a tougher character, a tougher person. That yeah, they he's portray. more dirty-handed. Yeah, because Jin Hu. Throughout the whole show, he's a punk. Ji Hoon. He's a Ji Hoon. Yeah, he's yeah, too nice. I'm, you know, I no, can't no. pronounce it correctly, but, no, but the guy's the character's a punk. You know, he's a, he's a straight dweeb. He's fucking Screech from fucking Saved by the Bell, practically. And at the end, except when he, without the dirty Mas Sanchez or whatever. Yeah, except, yeah, except without the dirty Sanchez um, shit. And and then he when when he gets to this point, so you see why he getting their their stru- their fight is so crazy. Yeah, because he's a weak of a uh, uh, weak compared to this to his well, old he's, buddy. He's, he's willing to put his faith in humanity. Yeah. Um, which Sang Wu has not, and ultimately, like Sang Wu gets the upper hand because again, Ji Hoon is putting his faith in humanity. Yeah, so he doesn't kill him when he gets him on the ground. He doesn't kill him, and he gets stabbed in the fucking stomach and the leg. Yeah, and Sang Wu could have fucking killed him, but I think, um, you know, that that point, Ji Hoon was like, "I gotta survive." Yeah, and pummels him, um, and decides, "I don't want to end this game. I want. I'm done." And since it's it's a one versus one vote, like. It, that's it. Like they were yeah, kind of stuck like, in a oh, stalemate. Yeah. They've never seen this before. And Sang Woo decides, nah, fuck that, dude. You earned this shit. Stabs himself in the throat. And also, I think, realizes, man, this is where I've gotten. This is where it's fucking gone yeah, for me. Exactly. Like, you know, I used to be a good person. Yeah, everything I did, and this is how I end. Yeah, and then this is how I'm fucking gonna yeah, go. This is one of my last yeah, my last breaths, and I'm and I'm and this is how I'm or like I'm I got to a point where this is this, every, all my life that I fucking went through got me to this. And I'm at my, my lowest when I should be at my highest. Yeah. I should yeah. be. At, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And fucking he decides to, to, to sacrifice himself to give Ji Hoon the, the win. Yeah. And uh, now it's a year later. Um, uh, you know, uh, Ji Hoon's mother has died uh, yeah. when he gets home. The, before he doesn't the, use before any the of the prize earnings at all. No, not at all. He he basically lives his life how he had his life going. Yeah. And finally gets a card from his uh, Gangbu. Uh, meets the old man. Yeah. And they have one more game. Uh, who's going to help out the homeless dude? And ultimately, like, Ji Hoon, because of his faith in humanity, realized somebody helped out this, old, this homeless guy. And he turns to the old man, and the old man dies. But before that, he's like, why did you do all this? Because I got tired of my fucking rich ass life and I wanted yeah. to spice things up. And like this character that, you know, he he adored like as a person, like Ji Hoon was like, this guy believes in me and I believe in him. Like we're fucking buddies. Turns out it's the ultimate betrayal. Yeah, exactly. And um, yeah, so he decides to, you know, help out Say Biok's brother and give his custody to Sang Wu's mom who will raise him and gives them all this money like he had promised to make sure that they had enough yeah. to survive, decides to try to hop on the plane to go see his family, but ultimately to runs... To see his daughter. To see his daughter. Yeah, his daughter. And ultimately turns his back on that because the the thirst of revenge. Like, he is still hopeful with humanity, but he knows these people need to be stopped. Yeah. 
and he stops. So what, what would you rate the whole show? I'd give it a fucking 10, dude. I love this fucking show. Okay. Well, I I, I guess we see it a different, though different. What, what would you give it? I, the, the fact that it ended that way with a deep, deadbeat fucking father that gave another... Uh, gave his daughter a promise and yet broke it again even though he fucking had gained so much. For me, unfortunately, I don't have any kids and I, I can't, you know, have any kids like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So to me, that fucking really hit in a sense to me. It's like, you know, fuck this motherfucker. <laughs> fuck this piece of shit, yo. You're going to fucking skip out just because you want to go fucking get some revenge and, not, and, and break another promise to your daughter, what? you fucking piece of trash, man. Fuck you. Well, that, think- gave, that gave the show, that gave me, that put me to give the show, I'll give it a six, bro, at best, because the fucking storyline that sense like that, yo, you're sending the wrong message, yo. What the fuck is wrong with you? Well, I, I think, like, that experience also... To be such a deadbeat throughout all your fucking life, know it fully, give all these promises to your daughter. Well, also... Like, we'll go to the game because you want to fucking gain something for your daughter, and then you, you end it like that over fucking strangers... And you don't even like I, I would I would have gone this far. They should have had him in America, seen his daughter, whoop de woo, and then pulled that. Oh, they the have fact the that they dead, the fact that they made him still be a deadbeat dad, not give a fuck about his own daughter. I don't like that. Me okay. personally, I yeah, didn't like that. Yeah, yeah. I don't like that. I think that that's a I don't think that's a fucking positive thing to end the fucking story on. Like, fool, I don't give a fuck if you're trying to go revenge now. You're a fucking jerk off. Well, I think for me, the way that I look at it right, is like he had to learn to start caring. Right, and but the thing is, is that ultimately was he going to care about his daughter? Well, I think the thing is, he he knows that if he goes there, that is not going to allow him to get justice for the people that died beforehand and the people who will continue to suffer if he turns a blind eye to this whole thing. So why not tell his daughter then? Because she's fucking. Why not just give her a fucking fault? Well, he could have gave made it, but it's just ridiculous the way he ended like that. He could have been like, "No, <laughs> I'm I, I'm going to be there in a couple months, baby. Don't worry." Well, I, I I don't get it. Yeah, you know, and that's why that's why I was like that. It's too oh, like for maybe, everything that they depicted, the way they portrayed it out to end it like that. Just nah, oh, like maybe you think like no. he shouldn't have been like, "Hey, I'm on my way. I'm gonna just go." Yes, yeah, so literally, right he's now. like, "Oh, I'm boarding the brain. I'll see you right now." Hangs up the phone, and then he turns around. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Well, I think also the... Temp- what a fucking bipolar motherfucker. He I, well, changed his mind so quick. I, well, I think the thing was is also like when the dude was like, just get on that fucking plane. Like, we're watching you. Just get on that fucking plane. Don't yeah, fuck, push them over the edge. And push them over the edge. Yeah. I think, yeah. I, I think ultimately like, yeah, is it a poor decision? But, I'm but, sure. Uh, push them over the edge. How old are you again, bro? Uh, you're, you're not... A, you're, you look like an old guy to me on the fucking show. You don't look like a fucking 21. So why He's would words... 35. Why would words push you like that? It's... Just, it's and I get it. Yeah, it's for the it's for the sake of the show, guys. We're gonna... We want Squid Games season two. Well, well fucking write it better, you fucking assholes. <laughs> Fuck, dude. It's, so, it's such a simple... It's such a simple thing. Because I just don't respect that. I don't respect the fact that a father's just gonna... After being such a deadbeat dad, gaining everything, he didn't even send his fucking daughter a, a fucking million bucks or some million wands. Like, he could have ended it like that. Yeah. God damn it. Then, then been like, oh, I'm getting revenge. But baby, you know what? I sent you all this money. I sent you all these gifts. I'm not gonna be able to make it right now. I'll make it in a fucking couple months. Papa's I got blood. something. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta take care of something. Dude, it, that would have been solid. Solid. I, I get it. I gotta make a delivery. But he delivery hangs up what? the flag. It's just like, justice. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Batman. <laughs> Um, I just didn't like that. I didn't like that. I think that, okay. that was a bit a bit much, a little far-fetched for me. Yeah. To end it after everything that had occurred, to end it like that, I was like, ah. I was like, mm, and it's too abrupt, too abrupt, and they try to make it seem so cool. I, I didn't like that. Yeah. 
that, I, but you know, I, I see it in a different, I see in a different perspective, in a different perspective yeah. because of my shoes. I think also, I you know, the way that I look at it also is that it's not fucking Game of Thrones, fucking season eight and shit, like <laughs> where they fucking completely threw everything out the fucking window. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, who's I mean, like, yeah. who a better, who's a better story than than uh, what's his fool's name? Brand the broken. Brand, yeah, Brand yeah, the broken. Like, motherfucking fucking John Snow came back from the dead. You sons of bitches. Fucking everybody had a better story than that motherfucker. Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what the fuck are you talking about? The John, fucking dragons had a better story John, than that motherfucker. Jon Snow came back from the fucking dead. Daenerys that's not Targaryen. that fucking, that's not an exciting story, bro. No, no, <laughs> you no, know? no, fuck that. I want the guy No, nah, the guy that was fucking. didn't can, do shit. Yeah, he can close his eyes and see yeah. and, and control the bird. I turned myself into a crow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you seen the crow, right? The movie? I really turned into a really crow, did. though. I really fucking turned I'm into really a crow. crow. <laughs> I really fucking did it. Check me out. I'm hot. I'm hopping right now. Yeah. I'm hopping this fucking yeah. fence. Check me out. That I'm shit a fucking was crow. It's <laughs> 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 fucking hilarious. Uh, you know, yeah, but I mean, like, ultimately, like, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see where this goes because yeah, I imagine. I that guess yeah, they got to fucking do a second season, of course, with popularity, this yeah, type of thing. Yeah, too. I don't think Netflix was expecting it because yeah. this is this is probably going to be their biggest stream show. It must have been super big because uh, uh, I've seen uh, on online like uh, videos. Of this stat, that statue, that girl, that from the very first episode in like malls and stuff like that, and it's definitely not from in this country, so it's definitely popular in other well, areas. Yeah, so but I mean, a the big thing, degree. Yeah, uh, the the third uh, largest internet provider in South Korea is suing Netflix because the demand for Squid Games has been so overbearing on their on their servers, it's slowed down traffic oh, okay. uh, in the United States around the world. This show has basically said, hey. You guys thought like South Korea's pop culture is just a fucking like a little trend? No, no. This thing is massive. Like it is going to surpass all of Netflix's shows from Stranger Things and beyond. Yeah. Like this thing has been fucking smashing right, records. Well, K pop is fucking insane, bro. But why would they not? They got they got a dope ass culture out there. I can't lie. I I, I saw some stuff. I've seen some stuff online and I, I like their culture. Yeah, no, I mean like, definitely badass. You know, like like I said, my daughters and my wife now are, you know, obviously all really into Korean pop music. Yeah. And uh, they've really introduced me to some stuff as well. And like, I like their pop music better because yeah, I think Black it's Pink, got. I heard a Blackpink song uh, randomly um, after, after, on uh, on NPR, one of their one of their podcasts. Well, and, yeah. and I was like, what the fuck? I said, this song is well, fucking thing tight. Is, I think like they're, when they fucking just the put. the beat and everything. I was when like, they, man, she's good. When they good. put bangers together with the melodies that they do, it's better than any fucking yeah. pop song that you have here in America. Because here in America, even to fucking me, even the the Conan O'Brien song, oh, it's just tight. Well, because here to me, like right, like Korean, uh, like pop music, American pop music, it's it's too much of a formula. Like Korean pop will take different ideas from other worlds. Yeah, it's pop music for them, but they have like creativity behind it. They're like willing to experiment with different sounds. Yeah, still make it pop music. Pop music here. Ariana Grande, Justin Bieber, Selena Gomez, it all, you fucking sounds change out, yeah. you change them all out, they all sound the yeah. same. And people can be like, oh, Korean pop sounds the same. No, it doesn't. No, it fucking doesn't. Yeah. No, you, it you, doesn't. You, you, gotta, you, gotta, you, you gotta, ain't heard that shit. Yeah, you guys gotta fucking check it out if you haven't. Uh, it'll, be, it'll definitely uh, uh, like, giving you an open, more of an open ear when you, when you like, hear it and stuff like it, that. You can definitely well, tell. The shows, too. You can definitely it's tell. A different, different route, you know? Right, right, you can definitely tell it's pop music. Yeah. But, there are so many little fucking things inside of pop music. Like, especially if you're a, mu- a fan of music, you can definitely tell, like, the different shit that they take and, and are inspired by. Yeah. And, you know, unfortunately, some of these fucking K-pop guys are inspired by Justin Bieber. And honestly, 
Uh, that motherfucker only fucking rides the coattails. That's of a other good. Artists. That's a good way to transition. Okay, so <laughs> now we're gonna go into tidbits. Tidbits. Ju- my first tidbit is a Justin Bieber tidbit. Actually, Hell he yeah. is actually uh, uh, joining forces to make his own a pre-roll cannabis uh, pass weed thing. Well, he's using the money for good things, oh, not okay. for bad. And that's okay. not. And he's not profiting from it. So that's the only reason I'm saying this because if he's profiting, <laughs> it'd be a different thing. But Pass. it's called Peaches, like the song, that song that he has over the flying fuck that's real popular. But he's using the money for people that that have been in, uh, wrongly, wrongfully arrested for marijuana charges and shit like that. Okay. And he's he's giving all that money. He's, he'll be donating all that money to, to all that. You know what okay, I mean? Okay. Okay. So all it's right. For a good cause. You know I'll let him, that's I'll the let him reason. Slide. I, yeah. So if anybody goes out to dispensaries and you see those uh, Justin Bieber peaches, don't feel too bad for buying them because the money's going to a good place. Yeah, because honestly, nobody should be spending their fucking nobody uh, gives life. it. Yeah, yeah. It, nobody should be spending their life in prison for fucking weed. Yeah, exactly. Uh, second tidbit is a uh, Grey Poupon is making their own wine across the country. So if you guys like uh, Grey Poupon, look out for their wine. They're using their mustard seeds in the wine. I can't wait to see the commercial where a fucking yeah. old man rolls up on another rich old man. They're like, "Pardon me, you have any Grey Poupon?" And he fucking puts down the bottle of wine. He's like, what like, the what's fuck is this? Saying, and then the old man on the other car goes, it's fucking Grey Poupon, son. We got yeah. fucking wine, mustard seeds. Yeah. Get my drink on. Get my uh, drink on. The fucking next uh, tidbit I got is uh, Rocky Four will be coming back out in theaters on November 11th with a special appearance of Sl- with Sly Stallone in select theaters. He will be doing Q&As. Uh, so look out, look for, out for that. Uh, online and the the extended footage for Rocky Four will be forty five minutes of him working out in Russia before he fights Drago. So uh, if you're oh, interested in seeing that, go ahead and check it out. Hey, come on now, it's important to film. And, and then Rocky the coolest Ball. one for October, since we're in uh, Spooktober well, for Halloween. Season. Yeah, we got. Um, you can watch Scream for their twenty fifth uh, year anniversary at the house where Scream was filmed. Uh, it will be up on Airbnb for $5 for those lucky enough to get it. Uh, it's going to be in big groups, of course. You're just going to be able to watch the movie in the house, and you'll be uh, uh, greeted by Dewey, which is David Arquette. Um, I love Dewey. Yeah, he'll be, uh, he'll be saying what's up to you guys it's before you watch season. the movie. So if uh, anybody's interested in doing that, uh, check out your Airbnb shit daily. It's a spooky season. And that's all the tidbits for this week. Hey, thank you so much for joining us on this podcast, you know. That's right. Hey, what's up, Sylvester? Hey, what's up, Marky? Um, guys. <laughs> what's up, Marky? <laughs> uh, guys, listen. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to us uh, fucking rattle off dumb shit uh, for an hour this week. Um, you can find us on anchor.fm slash the Renderos Bros. You can find us on Instagram as the Renderos Bros. Or you can find us individually. I am Render me Sam, all one word. I'm Hollywood Mike, double I in Mike, of course, and, and that is one word as well. And if you want to give us any recommendations, anything you want us to take uh, our very knucklehead perspective on, uh, you know, email us at uh, renderosbros at gmail.com or reach out to us on our Instagrams. And uh, we'll catch you guys next week. We will be watching VHS 94. It's on Shutter this weekend. Yeah. Um, on Amazon Prime we'll or Shutter. a couple Shutter. Of scary movies. Yeah. So uh, uh, be prepared for some spooktober All right, to guys. begin. So, uh, <laughs> you know, as we enter the October season, stay spooky. That's right. <laughs> All right, guys. Okay, so, uh, we'll catch Take you guys. Easy. Wipe those hands. Wipe get, that ass. Get vaccinated. Get vaccinated. And uh, we'll catch you guys next week. We'll catch you next week. Thank you.